the biggest thing for both of us, and it happened, it's happened since we've been married too, is um, it's going to be three years ago in a couple weeks from now that I lost my brother to a car accident. Grant was really good friends with him as well. We'd have him over to our house so much and he was just like our best friend. That was, I mean, without a doubt, the hardest moment in our lives and has been the hardest thing. I don't see that anything could top that being the hardest thing that we've ever experienced and just losing him and learning how to grieve and cope with that. And you go through all these phases of, I just want to go to heaven now. And, yeah. and then you start coming out of that and being like, okay, I can make it. And I, mm. I, I can take the next step and all right, I need my life to mean more because of this. And um, what can I do in the world to make a difference? And I don't know, I think that happens to everyone when they lose someone is they feel like, what can I do now? Yeah. Like, where, what can I make of this? Because you just want to make something of someone's life, mm -hmm. like even more of it after they're gone too, yeah. to keep their memory alive. Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. Have you guys heard the new Hillsong worship album? There is more. Oh, friends, it's good. I've had the album on repeat this week. Can I just be real and tell you that I was in such a funk this last week? It was dumping rain most of our spring break. My husband and I had just not been on the same page. And I was feeling so irritable. I went to a yoga class, just blasted my worship music I'll share a link for all of you um, so you can go find my worship playlist on Spotify in the show notes. So be sure at the end of the episode, click on over to the show notes page and you'll get that Spotify link. But anyway, I don't know what you do to clear the funkiness in your life, but I'm telling you yoga and some worship music, a walk and journaling, and I'm good to go. It doesn't happen to me too often, but sometimes I just need to shake it off, shake off that funkiness vibe and give myself a little bit of a reset. And boy, did I need a reset this last week. Summer is so close. I can almost taste it. If you can't tell, we hang on for summer around here. It's that good. I mean, people live here for nine months out of the year just for the three months of amazing summer that we get. And I just love it. I feel like a new season is on the horizon and I can't wait. I love the changing seasons. Well, mostly the seasons that change from really cold to really warm. <laughs> Those ones are my favorite. It feels like such a new start, the hope of a new beginning and new possibilities that brings it always just captures my heart. And it's no secret summer is my favorite. I just registered my oldest for VBS. Are you guys signing your kids up for VBS yet? They fill up. So get on it. I love it all. 
I'll sign him up for all the camps. So much fun. Friends, can I tell you about my online childbirth course I've created? Some of you know all about it, but if you haven't been around, you haven't heard, I've created an online childbirth course just for you. Birth can be such a rewarding experience, you guys. One you can look back on with such joy. I've created this class all for you and for your partner to have so much fun together while you learn. I want you to learn how to be a savvy consumer of your healthcare and make informed decisions about your birth. It's such a big deal. So head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout for $50 off of the cost of the course. You guys, that's like a steal of a deal. I'm telling you, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at checkout for $50 off of the cost of the course. I can't wait for you guys to get through this information. Friends, can I just tell you sometimes I have to humbly confess my pride and stubbornness to the Lord. I don't know if any of you guys are out there like me, but I have to do it a lot. I'm so thankful the Lord is just so faithful to keep working on me, to give me another chance, to forgive me time and time again. There are times that I just want what I want. I want things to be easier. I want my marriage to look a certain way. I want my family to look a certain way. I want my life to look a certain way. When it doesn't, I can just feel frustration begin to brew. And if I'm not careful, that frustration can turn into discontentment. I'm so thankful that when I go to the Lord with all of the messiness of my life, He's not surprised by any of it. He doesn't turn away from me. He's not shocked that I messed up again, because by golly, I do it time and time again. He is patient with me. He says to me, I am the giver of good things. Let me make you new again. Submitting to God's plan for my life will always bring me rest. But why is it so hard for me sometimes? Submitting to my Father who is sovereign will bring me to a place of safety, rest, refuge, and new life. I'm just preaching to myself today, you guys. I hope you're, hope you're okay with being along for the ride. Letting go of my expectations and my demands will only allow me to find peace. Peace in a God who has promised to redeem all of the brokenness I've seen and will ever see in my lifetime. I want to read to you guys today from a passage from Psalm 103. And it's kind of long, but you know, it's my podcast, so I suppose I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, But verse one says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not 
constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. All right, friends, I'm so excited for you guys to meet Bethany Small today on the show. I met Bethany through her husband, Grant. Her husband, Grant, and my husband, Jeff, have been friends for many, many years. And so I got introduced to Bethany after Jeff and I got married. And I just love this girl. She is amazing. She's been married to her husband about seven years now. So they got married just a little bit after we did. They live in Oregon and they just recently brought a child into their home through foster care. And Bethany shares incredible story of that journey for her and all that she's been through and what her life looks like parenting this little girl. She's never ever parented before. So super exciting, super fun, really powerful episode for you guys today. We are not going to use her name in the episode. So if you catch her saying my little girl, my little girl, it's because she cannot legally use um, her daughter's name in the episode today. But you guys are going to love this one. It's so great. Here we go. I remember eight years because Grant went to your guys' wedding when we were oh, dating. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It was, was when we were first dating. Yeah. Yes, I remember. I think first dating. He yeah. went to like the bachelor party. Yes, he did. Where they and, dressed up. Oh, I think he had the shirt with like the rip in it that showed his nipple through it or something. <laughs> and he was, oh, his name was Pool Boy. Pool his Boy. name was Pool Boy. Yes, I'm sure. I've seen videos of all of this. So this is all and, coming back. And there was like Skeeter or something. <laughs> yes. What was Jeff's name? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't. Okay. Musk, muskrat? Yes. How do you remember that? Because I remember this video. I'm really good with like <laughs> visuals. Okay. And I remember the video and then I remember the accents that they were doing. And it was hilarious. Yeah. They're special. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Bethany, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been excited to chat with you for a while now. Oh my goodness, I've been so excited and nervous to talk to you too. <laughs> no, don't be nervous, don't be nervous. Okay, so tell everyone kind of a little bit about yourself. Where do you guys live? What's your family look like? What do you guys do? I live in Portland, Oregon. I actually grew up near where Elise is right now. Um, in, I was born in Kirkland, Washington, and um, but most of my life I've lived in Portland. I live here with my husband. We're pretty close to Beaverton area. We're on the outskirts of yeah. Portland. My husband works at Nike. I am a photographer. I was just thinking about this earlier, how your husband is the one that I got taught about photography for the first time by. Which so is so our, crazy. Our stories are intertwined a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. Because yeah. your photos, Bethany, are just like incredible. <laughs> oh, you're, thank you. You're like 
you can tell like you just are a natural at it. Like it, you just have it Thank in you. you. So they're just so beautiful. Like I think you see kind of an evolution of people in their photography work yeah. and, you know, as they grow and change and um, just become more of who they are. But I feel like out the gate, you are just really good. <laughs> I was Aww, like, oh, Bethany's you. so good. Uh, so you're thank definitely you so much. doing, you can tell you're doing something that you're just, you were made to do. So that's pretty Aww. cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's been um, five years. I got a reminder on LinkedIn that it was oh, five years. <laughs> five years yes. of doing photos. Five, yes. So how old Monroe is, is yeah. <laughs> my anniversary of my work too. So wow. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. what were you doing before that? Before that, I was working at Chase Bank and I came to this little, oh, just stop in the road where I was deciding on either going back to school or because we had been in between moves. We lived in Medford for a year when we were first married and we moved back. And so that caused me to, you know, have to transfer my credits and all that stuff. Yeah. So. I came to a fork in the road deciding between jobs and that was I was going to be a banker basically and then and then Grant was just like is that really what you want to do mm-hmm. because he knows me and he was just like that doesn't seem like you right so I said you know there's one thing that I think I could do but I just you know I've never had the moment to try it out right and that was photography and he's just like you should do it just do it this is the time to do it we don't have kids yeah just go for it so yeah and then that was when I met with Jeff and he taught me how to use a camera because I didn't even know how to use a camera. And <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's really how new I was to it. People were like, I've never heard a story like that. When I explained to my clients that that was my starting point, they just never hear a story of learning how to use your yeah. camera as your starting point in your business. Right. So, yeah. Right. That's so cool. Well, you picked it up yeah. really well. So I think you did all right. Thank you. Yes. Thank okay. you. So tell us, like, how did you meet Grant? How did you guys fall in love? Like, yes. What's your story? What is the Bethany yes. and Grant small story? You know, I tell people all the time I, we met in high school and their first reaction is to think that we were high school sweethearts, which we weren't, but we met in high school. Okay. <laughs> we okay. still have that. We went to a concert together and actually um, the guy who's renting a room from our house right now, he's one of our good friends from high school. Ever since we've lived in this house, we've rented out our extra room to someone. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, invited me to this concert and Grant ended up being the driver for all of us to go to this concert and I remember my first interaction with him was he didn't even say hello. And he was like, you want a water? And I was like, oh, this this guy's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first reaction. So uh, fast forward, I think it was two a year and a half or two years after that moment. Um, we worked together at Cascade Athletic Club. It's uh, in Gresham, you know, mm-hmm. on the east side of Portland. We ran into each other. He was lifting on the weight floor and I was and I was working in the kids club and he worked there during summer times and it was summer at the time and so he was off from work and he was working out and we would just go in passing and we knew each other kind of who each other were and so our common conversation was our friend who brought me to that concert eventually through our interactions he he asked me to go to the bible study with him and I was just like, <laughs> all right. Grant Small asking me to a Bible study. That just wasn't who I knew in high school for yeah. someone asking me to do a Bible study. So 
he eventually convinced me to go to this Bible study and invite a couple of my friends that we both knew together. Mm-hmm. And That's a good safe uh, move right there. It, it is a safe move. I, I he actually said invite he had her friends. He had good intentions. He wasn't even interested in me. So that mm. was um so I will give him that. So I invited these friends. They were both like, Yeah, I'm in. And on that day they both backed out and I was like, Well, I already said I'm going, so I have to go. <laughs> so I ended up going and I ended up continuing to go to this Bible study and it just our relationship started forming from there and we started out friends, and then I noticed he was coming back every weekend from um, University of Oregon in Eugene, which is two hours away. And it seemed like he was coming for more than just the group. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, a long way to come for a Bible study, Grant. Yes, and he it was it started becoming sometimes every weekend, most commonly every other. I was just like, oh, maybe there's something there, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think from the moment we first started talking. It was about six months till we started dating, and then all in all, it was two years of spending time together before we got married. That's so, so cool. Yeah. And now we're going to be seven years in September. Seven years, Bethy. That's I, I awesome. I think it's seven years, or is it six? I can't even remember. Goodness. What is it? It's seven. Yes, it is. <laughs> seven. <laughs> For a second there, I had said seven so much, but then I had to rethink it for a moment yeah Yeah. it's seven I can't even believe it yeah that's awesome that's so cool okay so what have those seven years married look like for you guys I think that they've been so I gosh the first word that comes to mind is adventurous and fun and um just we've been you know best friends ever since and it's just been so much fun to do life with someone that you get along with so well and you have so many common interests with, but yet you're both so different. It's yeah. yeah, I just couldn't have, couldn't have chosen a better person. So yeah. yeah, To do life with. Yeah. There's been just a lot of ups and downs with life, but never ups and downs with us, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great that you guys have been able to just be steady. I think that comes along with just We communicate and we over-communicate with each other, and that's been the biggest thing that's kept us from getting in big arguments is just when something's brewing, just talk about it instead of let it keep brewing. That's been huge for us. I think we learned about that in premarital counseling that's really stuck with (laughs) us, and Grant has a minor in psychology, so he really helps bring that out of me when I just don't want to talk about things, and I want to wait a day. He's just like, let's talk now. And yeah. so that's really changed in me. That's been really good. Yeah, that's awesome. My counselor, yeah. I mean, we just love counseling. Jeff and mm-hmm. I have done counseling pretty much through mm-hmm. our whole marriage and then that's individual awesome. counseling. It's just been always such a good like touch point for us. Kind of keeps us yeah. really healthy and grounded. But um, our counselor who we love, she always says, she's always telling us to use clear language, like use mm. clear language that people can understand, um, mm-hmm. you know, tell people what you need and, and you know, so that you, it's a little bit easier for you to be heard and, and understood. Yep. And yeah, so it's so good. That's awesome, yeah. Bethany. My biggest thing when we first were married, when we'd come to a point where we had trouble communicating, it was, I would say, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he's like, 
but you're not telling me <laughs> anything with that. You're not fine. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I had to drop the I'm fine after right. a year in yeah. marriage. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely things that you learn that you just be like, yeah, you're like, I yeah. don't have time for this anymore to act, yeah. to pout in the corner, to act a certain way. Uh-uh. Like you just have to be a grown up, use some clear language yes. <laughs> and talk about something yeah. when you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just get it done. Work yeah. through it. Yeah, it's so good. That's good. Okay, so, you know, I know you guys are fostering a little baby girl right now, which Mm -hmm. is so awesome, which we'll we'll get into that and that story. But how did you guys kind of come to this place where you were thinking about foster care or open to the idea? Mm -hmm. Was kids on your mind? Was adopting a baby on your mind? Like, Mm -hmm. talk me through how did you get to this place where you are now? Oh my goodness, a long, I feel like I have so many different stories that intertwine. So I'll try to remember how they all intertwine and, and say it to you. But um, yeah, you don't even know. So no, I'm like, tell fun. me your story. It's fresh. So fun. I love it. <laughs> so fresh. Our, we have a couple of friends, um, Kari and Zach, who have done foster care for, I think it's, gosh, it's a couple of years. It's two, two to four, somewhere in there. So they started doing foster care when they were first married. So it's got to be four years now. Yeah. We saw them start to do that. It just caught a lot of us off guard. Me, a couple of our friends, everyone started to notice it, follow their journey. In the back of Grant's my mind, and also we talked about it, we just said, we'd like to do that someday. That'd be really cool Mm. to do. There's just something that when you see something really good and that it's completely selfless, you're just like, I should probably do that. (laughs) I should do that. I I would say not everyone would have that response, but (laughs) I love that about you. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I saw it and I was just like, oh my goodness, I have to do that. It wasn't even like at the time, it wasn't even something where I was like, I want to do that. It was like, I'm going to need to do that. Yeah. (laughs) For my own self. Yeah. So over the course of the years, seeing them do that and then also getting to the point where we wanted to start having kids. Mm-hmm. Grant and I are such planners that we started to plan out, um, you know, okay, we'll, we'll have kids at this point and then, um, or should we do foster care first or, um, you know, give birth to kids first? Ooh, which one should it be? We mm-hmm. came to the point of where Grant was in school and then by the time he's done with school in May, we, we were like, oh my goodness, I should we should have kids because we'll have been married for quite a quite a while by that point. And, you know, we both said we wanted kids for quite some time. So we should probably just we should probably um, just make birth, that happen. Give birth to kids first. Yeah. And so we had gotten on the path of like, all right. I mean, we had planned it down to the down to the month of like, all right, we're going to start trying then. Um, you know, it might not happen. Of, you know, not everyone gets pregnant the first month. So we're just going to keep trying. And then you know, it has to line up right with wedding season, of course. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so a couple months before we got to that point, I was shooting a wedding in uh, Sandy, Oregon, and I got a, a tick bite or a tick was on my leg. I didn't realize it until the next day that I had the tick bite and oh, everything. Wow. Yeah, I was sitting cross-legged just as I am now. I looked down and I was like, oh, there's a scab on my leg. And looked closer and I was like, oh my goodness, that's not a scab. And I, you just wow. you react. Yeah. yeah. You react in the moment and I grabbed the tick and pulled it off and I went in and sat it on the counter because I didn't want to touch it anymore. I shouldn't have even touched it in the first place, but I knew right off the bat that it wasn't good. I yeah. looked it up. I looked up 
ticks because I knew that those embed themselves in your, mm-hmm. in your, in your skin. And so looked it up and then sure enough, it looked, you know, identical to a tick. And, um, I started weeping. Oh my goodness. Oh, we, Bethany. yeah, I'm, our whole family is just so familiar with Lyme disease. And oh. so my, my mind started racing and it was just like, right away, I was freaked out of that. Mm. And not realizing that, you know, after the fact, I've heard so many stories of people getting tick bites all the time, nothing happening. Right. But just knowing that and, you know, where our path was headed, I was just freaking out. So I called everyone, got my doctor's appointment set up to um, get tested because Grant's cousin has Lyme disease. And so she had all these contacts um, ready to go. So got tested and it, it, it's just weird because my story is so backwards to how people typically Mm. see a doctor for this. Uh, I had no symptoms. I was non-symptomatic, went in and they tested positive for Lyme disease. I still test positive to this day. I have not had symptoms up until I have not had symptoms to to this day of Lyme disease. I was on antibiotics for a year, which is insane. I'm now on herbs currently. Yeah, I've done all the protocols that they said. Yeah. it's just they don't have a current cure for it. It's yeah. all guessing games. So right. it's throwing medications here and there and you're just spending money on stuff that you don't know is going to do anything. So right. all in all, I got it and I was just like – I was told right off the bat, you know, maybe we can beat this. So I was given a little bit of hope that maybe we could still keep our our plan in place. And then, you know, the months passed and it was like to that moment where we had originally said we were going to start trying to have kids and – that went by and we're like, okay, well, maybe a couple more months. And it kept on going. We just both were like, you know, maybe we need to let go and realize like we can't try to predict when this is going to get healed and when, yeah, when we can have our plan in place. So not knowing what the future held for that, not getting like the doctor's approval to right. start trying to have kids, especially when you're on antibiotics, you don't want to do yeah. that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Our original plan was to do foster care first. We were we were like, oh, that's a good thing to do. And then <laughs> and then and then before having kids, we we're like, ah, we kind of want to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> and we said, oh, we'll do foster care down the road. So then foster care came back into the picture, and we were just like, you know what? Let's let's go with this. And yeah, it was not to say that Grant didn't want to do it, but it was more in that moment. And me being like, I've wanted to be a mom for so yeah. long. Please give me something, you know. Yeah. And Grant was like, but I was I, – I, I have school. I want to finish school. And I said, yeah. but our – you know, how where we were before, Yeah. our original plan, we would be giving birth at this time. So, you know, in our minds, like that's how planned right. everything was, you know. <laughs> you got yeah. <laughs> you think I'm crazy, but I no. – that We are planners. planners. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, God saw that and was just like, no, I'm going to take it and make it my plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I tell people this all the time. I God didn't give me Lyme disease, but he took something that was bad and used it for such good yeah. because it turned the story around so much. And, um, yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have met this little girl had it not been for that, which is crazy. And yeah. so Grant got on board. We started doing our training. I think we finished our training in May of last year. So it's wow. been a year since that. We got home certified that summer. We couldn't start that summer just because my I'd already filled up my whole schedule with weddings and 
it would just be crazy mm-hmm. doing that. And so we were like, okay, we're going to start in October. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so we got our first child in October, October 19th. They brought her to our home. She was seven and a half months at the time. And she's now 13 and a half months, I want to say. Gosh. Yeah, wow. she's 13 and a half months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just remember her coming into her home. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had never been a parent before, n- right. let alone a parent to a, a, seven, a seven and a half. Mold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, okay, what stage is she at? Every child's different. Is she sitting up? Okay, she can sit up. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I have a niece, so that gave me a little bit of a framework of mm-hmm. where she might be at. And she she's four months ahead of the little girl that we have. She was crying that whole first day. I was actually wondering if that would happen. I wasn't sure what she needed. And then I didn't even know. (laughs) I just look back on that day and I think it's so funny because I didn't know if she needed food or a bottle or sleep. (laughs) So I was trying everything. I was like, all right, here's a bottle. And she was like, I don't want the bottle. And she was crying so loud. And then I was trying to rock her to sleep, thinking that she'd want to sleep on me for some reason. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. But she ended up falling asleep on me. I mean, oh. I rocked her for a while. <laughs> oh. And then the family showed up and everyone met her. Grant was actually out of town at the time. Oh, wow. When she came into her home. So yeah. you got this baby girl by yourself. Yes. yes. Oh, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was terrifying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I had never had an infant spend the night at our house. So I was like, uh, what do I do? Did, can she sleep on her tummy or her back? Like, what do I do? Oh, my goodness. So they don't talk was, about this in your training? I'm no, sure they it, do. They no, no, they don't talk about how to care for a child. I mean, like, they talk about the fundamentals of yeah. abuse and where they're coming from and yeah. neglect and all these things. They don't talk about like, okay, when they're six months old, you do this. Right. They, right. Kind they of probably need to that- be swaddled with one arm out. <laughs> yes. Yes. She was not uh, not in the swaddling stage at that point. So <laughs> yeah, um, she was already – she was sleeping on her tummy already and it was just crazy because I – yeah, it, when I was thrown into it for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then Grant was gone. He was got back four days later. So you um, did four days. Yes. Yes. Bethany, okay, talk me through that. Like, what were you thinking? Like, what were your Um, thoughts, your emotions during that time? Well, you have no control over when you're going to take a child in, too. Yeah. yeah. So we got the call. um, I think we got the call the day before Grant was going to go out of town for school because he goes to Pittsburgh every two months for his satellite campus school program. Yeah, we got the call the day before, and then they're like, oh, we'll bring her back. We'll we'll bring her by tomorrow. We're going to go out to the house to pick her up. It was just thrown into it. But yeah, my thoughts, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was getting tons of help from my parents and Allie, Grant's sister. Yeah, it really helped that I had babysat my niece for a while, too, because it was very recent that Mm -hmm. she was in that stage. So I was like, okay, at least know what she's capable of at this point. And then at the time, one of my best friends was renting the room from us too, which we've now switched out with one of Grant's best friends, which is fun. So she, I had, I didn't feel like I was completely alone. Yeah. So yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. So that was really good. Other than that, I just felt like sleep when she was sleeping. I was just so scared. I didn't know. Aww. 
I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, is she okay through the night? I don't know. But she woke up the first two nights in the middle of the night and I went in and fed her. And then from there on out, she sleeps through the night. Wow. I I mean, she is a – Grant makes the joke all the time that she is like the perfect starter baby. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you guys gave us the perfect starter baby. You did that on purpose. She smiled so big since day one. And that crying spell right at the beginning – was just me not knowing what to do right then. Yeah, it was yeah. it, fully on me. And then she was probably in shock of all this stuff going on. And I mean, she was just literally dropped off at the home. The people that dropped her off from DHS were there for all of about five minutes. And then wow. they're like, see ya. See you later. <laughs> hope, you, hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> Keep so, her alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but yeah. I think the cool thing too is that so many parents who have their own biological children would yeah. feel the exact same things that you yeah. felt. You know, exactly. we just all are like, what do I do? And how do I yeah. do this? And figuring it out, especially that first baby, you're really just trying to figure it out one moment yeah. at a time, one day at a time. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of solidarity in that with other moms totally. yeah totally working, working through that okay so you've had her for a few months now like you guys have gotten to know each other yeah. um talk yeah. us through like what this season has been like for you wow it's turned turned for the better but like there's so many things that we've had to grow in and learn from all this yeah we've had her for almost six months now we'll have her for we'll have had her for six months on the 19th I think the number one thing is that it's taught us how to work around like with our businesses or with my business and grant working and doing school. It's taught us to learn how to work around that. That's number one. My time management has been, I've had to be so diligent in those couple mm. na hour nap times yeah. to get work done. And then, then in, in the evening as well, what I get done in those little time slots is it's crazy to look back on what I was doing before and yeah. think, oh my goodness, why would it take me so long to do this before and now <laughs> I can do it in a couple hours? Because you just know yeah. how much time you have and you yeah. know that you got to get it done. You got to hustle. So, oh my goodness, yes. Sometimes I I finish a shoot in, in like a couple hours and I'm just like, how could I not do this before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And then, yeah, with Grant doing school, he's going to finish soon and and that's going to change things a lot uh, because there's some nights where he'll come back and he still has to go to his class. And oh, yeah. so it's, it's, uh, he comes home during lunch too, which is nice. So he gets this year during lunch. And then in the evenings, it'll be hello, hi, bye, because he has to go to his class. So it's, it's majority on me right yeah. now, but it's going to help, you know, even things out as right. well once he's done with that. It's been tough in areas of, figuring out how to balance our life with doing this yeah, um, and just keep our heads above water every time it's never on. Uh, I was about to say your name. Excuse me. <laughs> um, you can always bleep it out. The yes, beginning. we can um, bleep it out. <laughs> yes. It's never on our little girl though. It's, she is just such a light and is bringing yeah. so much more joy to um, not that we weren't happy before. It's just, it's amazing to yeah. see how much joy you can, that can be brought to your life from a child as well. It's just more figuring out how to be a parent and live a life that you were doing before, but kind of, you know, you got to change that a bit. It, right. Life isn't, life isn't going to go on the way it did before. There's no know. going back. 
No, she's got a nap and I, I like her to nap from home or because the days, the days are a lot better when she naps from home. Yeah. But there's days when we go out too and napping in the car is not as fun for her. So having a schedule for her is helpful. It really turns your world upside down, but it's for the best. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It flips your priorities a lot and there's a lot of self priorities that are there before you have a child and then a lot of um, self more selfless priorities that come into play once you have a kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what is that process like? Like, do you go back and check in like every six months or every three months, um, you know, to find out how long you're going to have her? What is that process like? And I'm sure there's a lot of emotion surrounding all of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so much. Ever since day one, her case has been a more complicated one. So, you know, some people get a child and they never have visits with their parents or relatives or whoever they're with. So that in itself is a little bit easier in the fact that you're not dealing with outside sources Mm -hmm. coming in and everything. This little girl's case is a little more complicated. And so there's a lot of things going on. There's been times when they've said like, oh, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, we think that you might need to adopt her down the road or there's a possibility she'll go back at this point. Oh, oh, she could be taken tomorrow. You know, there's so many different yeah. possibilities that we've just decided to not draw conclusions from anything that they DHS tells us. Yeah. Listen to what they say, but also understand that she could go at any point. I don't know. We, we have to, we get used to like what's going on in her case and um, you kind of pick up clues of what's happening. They don't tell you everything. And you can just kind of formulate a idea of what might happen. And um, at this point, we're really in our minds. We really think it's a 50-50 case. I think more so we think that she will not be in our home forever. From day one, it's it's been a guessing game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, she had a court case that was recently, and they told us that they would review the case in a couple more months. So that gave us something where we were like, oh, maybe we'll for sure have her for those couple months. And then her social worker came and visited and gave us ideas that maybe she could go before then. So there's Mm -hmm. new things all the time. It doesn't make us love her any less, though, Um, knowing that she could leave at any time. We've, We've both said from the beginning... That we want to love her as though she's going to stay with us forever. People always say all the time, oh, what are you going to do after she leaves? Like, oh, aren't, yeah. aren't you just going to be miserable? It, Like, how are you going to heal from that? And I, I always tell people we have healing through God after she leaves. And the greatest thing is, to, is that she goes away being so loved and loved yeah. without abandon from us. And then... Mm-hmm. And then in the end, if we're broken, we're broken. We're going to heal from it. And then we'll take a little bit of time off <laughs> yeah. and then try it again. But yeah, we for sure, Grant and I talk about it all the time, we're going to be crushed when she leaves and it's just going to be the way it happens. They tell you in training, love them like your own child, but also know that they'll, they could leave at any moment. And so you're just like, wait, going through training, thinking about that yeah. Um, you just don't even know what to do. <laughs> so you kind of have to figure it out yourself as time goes time goes on and yeah, we've we've loved her so much since day one. You guys are yeah. incredible. I think it's just <laughs> such a like a an incredible picture of Jesus and his love for mm-hmm. us that yeah. you know, he, knowing walking into a situation where you know you're going to be broken. 
You know, yeah. Jesus knew he was going to be yeah. broken, literally, physically, yeah. emotionally, spiritually broken for us. And yes. here you and Grant are sitting there walking in knowing we're mm-hmm. going to be broken for this little girl. And mm-hmm. we're going to do it anyway. And we're mm-hmm. going to look all of that in the face and say, yes, I choose to love you um, for yeah. whatever time I have with you. Gosh, it just makes me want to cry. Like, it's just Aww. so <laughs> beautiful. I, I think it's just inc- it's incredible. I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine loving any kid like I love her. That's the crazy thing is I, we took her into our care and looking at our future and whether or not we can have kids from my womb or not, it, it used to matter so much. And now, now it doesn't really matter to Mm. me as much. I I told Grant, I'm like, not to scare you or anything, but (laughs) I'm not really thinking about that right now. Yeah. We really haven't had the okay from my doctor at all or anything, but I really am content and happy with where we are at right now. Mm-hmm. We always say, like, if uh, this little girl is the only child we ever had, like, we would mm-hmm. be happy because we just can't imagine loving children from, you know, our own blood any more than this child. So it's right. it's crazy to think that we have the capacity to love love kids so freely and love any children as our own. Yeah. Um, as they come along. It's yeah. cool to see cool to see the heart that God gives you for that when you didn't know you had that when you yeah. began. Yeah. So I think yeah. any any mom would say that, however their babies yeah. get to them. However yeah. they come and in any way, shape or form that your child comes to you. Yeah. There's this just crazy, crazy love that oh my you goodness, know, yes. our God gives us that is just so unthinkable. And yeah. that we never would have known before. And right. it's just a beautiful, you know, testimony of who our God is. But yes. I think that's that's so, so awesome, Bethany. Aw, <laughs> thank I, you. I love it. So how have you and Grant kind of grown through this process together? Well, I think the biggest thing on our plate right now, I mean, besides growing from it all, I'll get to that in a moment. But the biggest thing has been getting time, just Grant and I. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, we're renting a room to someone, and we also have a baby, and all our family members are pretty much on the other side of town. So we have my parents who are 45 minutes away, Grant's parents who are a little bit over a half hour away, and his sister as well is over there. Then I have a sister in Seattle and her husband, and then a, another sister that's about 20 minutes away with her husband. I hear about certain situations where you have in-laws who are <laughs> like available <me. laughs> and ready. Well, y- you have the in-home in-laws. That the is in-home in-laws. a special treat. That yeah. is uh, yeah. unique. Actually, Grant's sister lives right across the street from Grant's parents now. That's awesome. That's ideal. Yes, it so is. Especially if you like your in-laws I, or your parents yes. and you get along well, uh-huh. oh man, there is nothing better. Yeah, I would choose to live near my parents or grandparents any day. So we're yeah. trying to convince my parents to live out here so that we get, you know, half and half. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really hard. We don't have – I think we've gone on one other than like going out after he was asleep and then our roommate being in the house with her when she was sleeping. Yeah. And then we went to a movie one night and then came back, but she was already asleep. That yeah. I don't really count that as babysitting. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> um, didn't do anything. It's just it's just we had to have a guardian in the house. But then other than that, we've gone on one official date in the six months when you think about that. It's yeah. Uh, 
oh, all right, we need all to right. go on more dates. And we weren't big date people before having a little girl. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely you have to be really intentional. I think it's the way with any kids. You have to be super intentional. All right, we're going to take the date this day instead of being you know, instead of being free with your schedule and being um, spontaneous, you can't really be spontaneous no. as a parent anymore. No. I said goodbye to that word. Um, <laughs> and really being like, all right, we got to do this. And this is good for our marriage. I think just having Grant out of school in a month is going to be so good. Oh, yeah. And we we still get along great. We still communicate wonderfully. Our marriage is awesome. I think it's just if this was to go on for a long time of like grant school and juggling all these things, yeah. it would be really tough. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that, that that's going to be done in a couple or in a month or so. Yeah. so. Seasons. Yeah. It's been also really cool to see each other be parents for the first time as well. And just see, see Grant love our little girl too. And his heart break for her when mm-hmm. things are going on in her case and, before her last trial, just breaking down at the fact of losing her because mm. he just loves being her dad so much. It's, yeah. I mean, my love has grown for him more because of that too. Yeah. Um. So that's been really incredible to see and grow our marriage as well. Yeah. That's so um, awesome, Bethany. I love mm-hmm. that you guys are just kind of clinging on to each other in that season (laughs) because some people don't so that's a really incredible thing to stand on and say like hey this is a marker this is a this is a win for us (laughs) yes yes I think another good outlet is when we we have a baby jogger that is invest if you run invest in a baby jogger and run together and then Grant just pushes the baby jogger while I run it kind of slows him down a little bit so (laughs) you can catch up with him Yes, that's and so that's awesome. really, really good outlet too. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you, you know, you guys have walked through quite a bit in, you know, mm-hmm. your seven years of marriage. What do you feel yeah. like has been one of the hardest things that you guys have had to journey through and what's the Lord really done in your life specifically uh, through yeah. that? When you talked about how we got into foster care and the starting of that and everything, Mm -hmm. there were so many different stories that came to mind when you asked me that. And I was just like, I don't even know how I'm going to tell all these stories in one. But um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, The biggest thing for both of us, and it happened, it's happened since we've been married too, is um, it's going to be three years ago in a couple weeks from now that I lost my brother to a car accident. Grant was really good friends with him as well. I was really close with him as well. We'd have him over to our house so much, and he was just like our best friend yeah. as well. That was, I mean, without a doubt, the hardest moment in our lives and has been the hardest thing. I don't see that anything could top that hmm. being the hardest thing that we've ever experienced and just losing him and learning how to grieve and cope with that and you go through all these phases of I just want to go to heaven now and yeah. and then you start coming out of that and being like okay I can make it and I mm. I I can take the next step and all right I need my life to mean more because of this and um, what can I do in the world to make a difference and I don't know I think that happens to everyone when they lose someone is they feel like what can I do now yeah like where what can I make of this because you just want to make something of 
someone's life, mm-hmm. like even more of it after they're gone too, yeah. to keep their memory alive. One of the biggest things when that I had a re- revelation of when we took in um, little girl is is just my parents um, losing my brother, how he was never theirs to keep. They never knew how long he was going to stay with them. And yeah, he was never theirs is what the, like the biggest thing that I always yeah. took away from it all. Like you just know, don't know how many days you have. And sorry, my voice cracks up when I'm getting no, emotional. No, so, it's very so it's emotional thing to talk about. So I'm like, probably oh, not coming you. off very clear. So, no, you're doing um, great. Yeah, it's been the same same thing with caring for this little girl is that we don't know how long we have her for and we don't know how long we'll get to love her for. So that, just the, the parallels that came about, I, that, that was like the first time I was like, oh my goodness, this is a parallel to like my, my brother. Oh, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. crazy. I yeah. mean, I think it's just, I think that's just a, such a sweet gift that the Lord mm-hmm. has given you too. In that, you know, God is always so good to take anything, you know, tragedy or loss or trauma or, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's hurtful and hard you know he is this like beautiful orchestrator and you know it's almost like he weaves these beautiful little gifts and these beautiful little silver linings into this Mm -hmm. really terrible thing and says this it's almost like you get these little glimpses or these little pieces um through these stories where you see the lord saying i still love you so so much you know Mm -hmm. even though you've walked through such such I mean unthinkable you know Mm -hmm. loss so I love that you were able to just sit there and say like I get to love this girl for as long as I you know possibly can and for as long as the Lord allows me to I think that's just such a sweet sweet gift I mean whether your kids come from you know your womb or, or some somewhere else you know we still get to love them for as long as we have them. And for some moms, mm-hmm. it's they they only get to love them as their kids while they're in their womb. You know, and they never get to to hold them right. or, or those things. And for other people it's a different yeah. story. Um but we get to love our kids for as long as the Lord gives us the opportunity to, which is crazy reality and so hard, but it really just gives you I don't know, just such such a a passion to live you know each day one at a time mm-hmm. while you have these little beautiful but little beautiful people with you absolutely yeah and it really it really has taught me to give up control too because yeah. for so long I thought my family is untouchable like nothing mm-hmm. can happen I think a lot of people have that mindset that it will never be them mm-hmm. um, that they will never lose yeah. someone they love in their family it's, you know, there's so many moments in my life lately that have been like, just give up control, just hmm. give up control. And it's continuing to keep going. And so he must yeah. realize <laughs> I really need to give up control because, you know, losing my brother and then getting Lyme disease and not being able to have that specific plan that we had in mind right. is just like, all right, just let me do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the Lord's going to continue to be so faithful to you guys, Bethany, as you walk in this. And I think the Lord just sees your heart. And I think he's so proud of you and so happy with you guys and just loves you guys so, so much. I think he's going to be so good to just continue to just 
give those little tiny gifts and those little tiny mm. blessings in those everyday moments in your life. I just, I really believe mm. that for you. Thank you. Yeah. So sweet. Yes. Oh. You make me get teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see that though. So. That's okay. I get teary-eyed I'm just being too. Honest. I'm like basically teary <laughs> the whole time. You may not hear it in oh. my voice, but I'm basically teary the whole time. So. Oh, it always comes through in my voice. So yeah, yeah. people are going to be like, what did she say? <laughs> no. Oh. You're so good. Yeah. Okay. So kind of switching gears. What are some of your very favorite things in this season of your life? It could be anything. It could be a product or a book or an app or just so many things. A piece of food. <laughs> it could be anything. What are uh, your favorite things? Three. Give me three. Three favorite things in this season of your life. Okay. I thought of three and I'm okay. just going to stick with those. Okay. Okay. I love coffee. Yes. Number, I just love coffee. I've I don't know if you've heard of bulletproof coffee. Yes. Is that like but, the um the keto or no? Is that uh, paleo? It's the it's the butter or ghee and then like uh-huh. this coconut oil type thing that you blend it all up with the coffee and okay. it is like a latte but you don't have m- milk in there oh, um, okay. or creamer and it's so good. It's so good. Oh, okay. And we just buy their beans off of the website too and we just are obsessed with our coffee. It's so good. So is it a specific type <laughs> yes. of coffee or it's just the fact that it's blended with like butter? Um, it's also the process of how they make or how they – the process of their – I don't know how they do this, but the process of how they are um, roasting their beans, that's okay. what I was looking for. Roasting. roasting. Yes. I think it's like a much safer way because sometimes okay. beans can have – I think they, they can mold in the process or something. Oh, okay. And so something like that. But I, I love it. It's okay. really good. And then the other thing is I haven't been doing as much of this, but I love I love working out whenever I get a moment to. <laughs> I you. cherish awesome. it. It's the only moments I can do that is if I'm diligent enough to wake up before – before the little girl's up. It's so weird not saying her name, by the I way. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have almost said it so many times. And it's weird saying the little girl. I should say our little girl. Yeah, it's really – I love getting moments like that because when Grant and I were first married – or actually before we were first married, I taught a weightlifting class. And oh, that's every time awesome. I, yeah, every time I get back on that little kick where I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. I feel energized. I just – um, it's the endorphins. I just mm-hmm. want to keep working out. But yeah, there's so many things. I just need to be really diligent with it. But I really love that. And then the last thing is I love – it's like the craze right now, but I love essential oils so much. Oh, no. Um, I do too. <laughs> I yeah. see your post We've, about oils. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I love them. I do. I really do. I didn't really realize what I was getting into when I got essential oils for the first time. And then it was like – Oh my goodness, I transformed my whole home. Oh my goodness. So, but yeah. you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. So I think you're yeah. a few a few um steps ahead of me. I but I am borderline obsessed with them. So <laughs> that's awesome. No, okay, so yeah. Monroe was like um talking in her sleep. She talks in her sleep Aww. in the middle of the night. Anyway, she's in our room oh because goodness. we have two extra adults in our house and anyway, it's we're crammed for space but she 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 like like the other night she literally like she will dead totally out and she sits up and she yells cows really loud and then lays back down and goes to sleep and i'm like oh, oh my, my goodness and jeff and i are just cows. dying cows cows i'm like okay what are you dreaming about girl and um 
And I go, Jeff, there's probably an oil for that. And he just laughs, laughs at me so hard. And he's like, you are whack. Um, oh. But there probably is an oil for sleep talking in the middle there, of the night. I'm sure yeah, there's a sleepy probably, oil. It's probably one of the sleepy ones. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. You got to get Jeff into them and then he won't be laughing at you. Yeah. I got Grant into them and he probably uses more oils than I do. So. Wow. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. Slowly but surely. Yeah. One little bit it's at a time. It's crazy. Oh yeah, so, it's a it's a process. I think I I started them in like 2014, so oh, it wow. was it's a long process it's taken to like really understand and I don't feel like I fully understand them now and I've just hit the surface, but I just I love them. Yeah. I you know I'm getting like I'm get, getting ready to dig a little deeper when I'm like, "Oh, I kind of want to get a book." <laughs> yeah. Like, Let's just do a new podcast yes, on essential yes, oils. <laughs> yes. Next we'll do a little a little essential right. oils podcast. Yeah. Um, tune in. Tune in next week to Tune in next week. You can essential be a, oils it be 101. A little, um a little bonus episode about oils. I'll have yes. you back, Bethany. There you go. That there sounds go. good. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me. I'm just oh. so amazed by you always oh thank you thank you so much for having me yes this has been fun. i feel like yeah we were able to catch up while yes. doing a podcast it's amazing it's a win-win <laughs> i feel that like a lot so this way yeah. I, I keep doing this i like my job oh <laughs> that sounds so amazing okay thanks Aww. bethany thank you okay i told you guys don't you just love her She's amazing. I love when she shared about how she just felt so called to give her love away, knowing full well that they were going to be giving away pieces of their hearts to the children who enter their home and knowing that the Lord was going to be so faithful to heal that brokenness in them. How good is that? Oh my goodness, you guys. I just love that. You know, whether we have biological kids or whether we have children that have come to our family through adoption or, or whether you have children in your home through foster care, we are all, all of us mamas, just stewarding our children and loving them for as long as the Lord has allowed us to. But how easy is it to forget that? We are all just shepherding these kiddos to the best of our abilities. Our kids are not ours to begin with. They're the Lord's first and always. I loved her story today. I hope you guys did as well. All right, you guys, don't forget, I've got an awesome show notes page over for y'all on my website. Head to elisemarsh.com, click on the podcast tab, and I've got pictures and bonus content, links, and everything you need to know over there. So head on over there, you guys. I don't want you to miss out. You guys know if you liked what you have heard here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast and you'd like to show your support for the show, here's what you can do. You can subscribe in your podcast app wherever you listen to podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes or you can head on over and find me on Instagram at Perfectly Wonderfully Made. For updates, send me messages. I'd love to get to know more about who you are. You guys are amazing. I love you more than you will ever know. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you for listening. I, it's been such a joy to get to know you guys. Don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to say hello. Have a great week, you guys. I want to leave you with one last little note. 
you guys might know what it's about. But don't forget, I've got my new online course out there for you. Head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enroll. Use the promo code podcast for $50 off of the cost of your class. I'm so excited for you guys to get this information. I know it's going to change your life. I believe in information. I believe in evidence-based care. It's a big deal. I want you to have an incredible experience because I know that that is available to you. Have an awesome week. You're incredible. Share the show with a friend and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.